The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. is unexplained. My name is Jesse Clark, and I am the host of this show. If this is your first time here, welcome. This is a podcast where we discuss and talk about all things and anything paranormal. On this show, we discuss and talk about people's personal paranormal experiences and listen to their story. And sometimes, occasionally, we also even have paranormal evidence that we can also listen to. If you have a paranormal story or experience that you would like to share with us on this show, simply call our hotline. The hotline phone number is 1-270-290-0900. Once you call that number, you will be prompted to leave a voicemail. And that voicemail can be up to five minutes long. And if your story gets cut off, please just call back and continue where you left off. You can also view other methods of submitting your story by visiting our website at experiencesunexplained.com and then clicking on the Submit Your Experience tab. And if you've been enjoying this podcast so far, you could help me out a ton by leaving a good review on whichever podcast app you use. I would like to thank everyone who's left a good review for me so far. It means a lot to me, and I want to give a special shout-out to the listeners in Atlanta, Georgia. I was reviewing the listener statistics of this podcast, and Atlanta, Georgia ranks second among all of my listeners, and the number one city is actually Richmond, Kentucky, and that's no surprise because that's where I actually live, and a lot of my family lives here. So for Atlanta, Georgia to only be second, Like, that's pretty impressive, and thank you so much for listening. I was really shocked to see that. Thank you so much. So now that we have all those boring announcements out of the way, it's time to get to tonight's episode. Tonight, I have a very special guest that's near and dear to my heart. It is my very own beautiful wife, Amber. As I've mentioned before, my wife is not the kind of woman that really goes out and seeks the paranormal. She kind of gets skeeved out when I go and investigate. She worries that I'll bring something home. 
So I 100% believe the stories that you're about to hear because she's not the type of person that really wants to experience these things. She just has, and that's what we talk about tonight, her experiences with the paranormal. So without further ado, guys, here is a conversation with my wife, Amber. Please give her a warm welcome to the show. So I, I know that you've told me a lot of your personal experiences before, and I have an idea of some of the things you'll probably tell tonight, but I want you to tell these stories like I've never heard them before, because many of our listeners haven't heard these before, so let's um let's start off with what you would consider like maybe your first experience of the paranormal or something strange happening, but maybe it's not paranormal. What was like your first experience? All right. Yeah, sure. So I guess I would start off um, from when I was like pretty young, I would say maybe like six or seven years old. I remember um, in my childhood house, sometimes like I would wake up in the middle of the night and, you know, like get a drink of water, like use the bathroom or something like that. And I remember like seeing things sometimes in the hallway and, you know, even like back then, you know, like you're terrified of like everything, like um, like monsters, you know, like every child like has a fear of like monsters and things like in the dark and like under your bed and all that. So I would be really like freaked out about like stuff like this. So I would just kind of like, you know, not pay much attention to it and just kind of like, you know, do whatever I'm doing and go back to my room because, you know, I was a kid, so I was pretty freaked out. So I would go back and get under like the covers, but I would see things sometimes like like sometimes I like I would see like my like I would think I would see like my dog or something like walking down the hallway, but it would be walking like toward like the living room. And the way that the house was set up, like the living room was in one direction and my um, parents bedroom was in the opposite direction. And I would see like my dog walking toward like the living room. But then like I would, you know, I was sometimes like I would be a little bit braver, maybe like investigate and I would go and check it out. And like my dog wouldn't be in the living room, but I saw my dog walk in that direction. And then I would walk back toward my bedroom because it was right next to my parents' bedroom, which of course was in the opposite direction of the living room. And my dog would be in their bed with them. So I don't really know how to explain that. I don't know what I saw, but, and then other times, like it would be like, uh, like I saw an old lady one time, but it wasn't anybody like that I knew because, you know, at that point, you know, of course, there had been like family members and stuff that had passed away, but it wasn't anybody that I really like knew. So I don't know if it was like a family member or if it was like a ghost of something that had lived in the house before. I don't really know much of the history about that house. So going back to the first thing, when you said you saw things. Like, was it always the shape of your dog or was, have you seen multiple different things like in different, like what made you think it was your dog just by the shape? Well, the shape, because um, for one, it was a small dog. I should have probably mentioned that it was like a Pomeranian. So it was a smaller type of dog. So it definitely wasn't a person because, you know, a person would have been a lot larger and also it was walking on, you know, all fours like a dog would. And it, it just it looked like my dog. Like I thought, it, you know, of course, like I was like half asleep. So it like I just, you know, like out of the corner of my eye, it looked like my dog. But it was like going in the opposite direction of like what like where my dog actually was. So I don't really know how to explain that. Was it like a shadow? Like was it dark? Could you barely see? It was like. 
I mean, it was like light kind of. I think it was, like I said, I thought it was like my dog. So was it, was it like transparent though? Or like, could you kind of see through it? Or did it like look like real? Like it was straight up like a dog? Like it looked real. Like I thought it was my dog. And my, do- my dog was like light colored too. Like it was like a kind of like a light blonde color. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really know what to make of that. I have heard of other people seeing, you know, spirits of animals. Maybe their pets have passed away, but you saw your dog that was alive and well, but it couldn't be in two places at once. So maybe that was like some kind of time slip where like you had seen the dog. So I don't know. It's pretty strange. Now, going back to when you saw a lady, was this in the same house? You... Yeah, it was in the same house. Like, how old were you between, like, when you saw this dog figure and the lady? I would say probably, like, the dog was probably when I was, like, younger. Like, probably, like, six or seven, like I said. And... I would say the lady was maybe when I was a little bit older, like eight or nine. But that one, I think that only happened like one time. And, you know, like I said, it was like usually in the middle of the night when I was like half asleep. So I don't know if maybe like I was just, you know, maybe like still out of it a little bit because I did. um, I I had like slept walk a few times before in my childhood. So I don't know if maybe I was still like dreaming a little bit or something. I mean, that's possible, but. If you were lucid enough to be like up and walking in your hallway, I mean, if you could see everything else fine, it's it would be weird that you would just hallucinate a figure of something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if everything else was reality, it would be weird that you would just dream a figure of something. Right. But I don't know. The mind's a strange thing. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't know if it was like a ghost or something, but... It was like I just like saw things sometimes like it. I don't know if it was like like it wasn't haunted in the sense that I would hear like, you know, like noises or things like that. But I would see things sometimes. Yeah. So did you ever interact with the did you interact with the woman when you saw her? No, I was like I I was terrified of this kind of stuff when I was a kid. Yeah. Like so you didn't hear her talk or she didn't do anything like. You just saw her and that, and like, you just, like, ran away. And yeah, because, like, when I would mention, like, the one that looked like my dog, you know, that's something that I was more comfortable with because, it, you know, like, it looked like my dog. So that I felt a little bit more comfortable with exploring and kind of just, like, leading, like, letting my curiosity lead. But with the woman that, like I said, I don't know if it wasn't somebody that I recognized. So that one... You know, it was a stranger to me and it was, it was something peculiar. So it wasn't something that I wanted to investigate further because I was scared. I was like, okay, I'm going back to bed. Like, did she look creepy? Like, does she look real or was she like, cause I, if you remember my sister's story, the lady she saw, like she didn't really have a face. Like, so was she like fully detailed or like, was she kind of didn't look real like she had features that looked realistic like she had like a face and stuff like that but i remember like the hair was like up in a bun but i don't i didn't see like any features that i could recognize 
like but it looked like an an apparition like it this one didn't like look like an actual like person like it looked like an apparition mm. versus the dog that looked straight up like your dog. yeah okay yeah well i mean i feel like you probably saw two different things then it's probably not because i don't know if you're familiar with like well i know you're familiar with like shape shifting and shape shifters and that but there's also a theory that like demons can mimic people we know or mimic like a child that needs help or something like that, you know, to seem innocent and kind of invite us in. I actually, um, I have a story kind of relating to that that happened later on. Um, so this happened, trying to think, um, I was probably 14 at this point. Because we lived in a different house at this point. At this point, we had moved to Paris. And we lived in this house that it was it was really old. Um, I'm not sure exactly what year it was built. But I could tell by like the architecture and the way it was structured that it was older. And I remember I had a friend come and stay with me for two weeks. And one night, my brother had went and stayed with a friend, so he wasn't home. And my friend and I, you know, um, had went to bed. And that morning, I remember waking up probably around like 6 or 7 a.m. It was still kind of dark out, but I remember looking, like, from my bed, and my door was, like, kind of cracked open. And... I saw what looked like my brother, like peeking in like my bedroom, like looking. And then like when like we made eye contact and then like he like closed the door a little bit and like and then like disappeared, um, like walked away. But, you know, it didn't make any sense because my brother wasn't home. And then the next morning I mentioned it to my friend and then she actually told me that she woke up at a different time in the night and that she saw the same thing. So I'm not really sure how, how to explain that. I don't, I don't know if it was like a shape, uh, shape shifter or something else, but that was really crazy that we, I remember when we talked about that, we were both just like, you saw that too. And it kind of freaked both of us out. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can understand why you'd be freaked out. I mean, there's two things that makes that story really creepy. One, your brother was 100% at his friend's house and you knew he wasn't in the house. And he was like, and it was in a completely different town. Like he wasn't anywhere. Like he, there was no way for him, you know, like it wasn't like in the neighborhood. Like he, you know, came home like in the middle of the night or something. Like he was in a completely different town. And we should note that your brother is a little younger than you, so he's not at driving age to drive himself home, like, in the middle of the night. Like, this is, like, an age where you'd have to find a ride home. Yeah, because at, at that point, I was 14, so he was 13. Yeah, yeah. So, that, I mean, so that's one thing that makes that story creepy. And two is you and your friend experience the same thing at different times in the night. So whatever this thing was kept checking in on you all. And did you only see this happen once that night? This only happened one time ever, but I I remember it distinctly to this day because it was, you know, it was something that was very like 
formative for like me believing in paranormal experiences. So did you see it first and then your friend saw it later or who saw it first? Do you know? That I'm not exactly sure of because it was, you know, I'm 27 now. So this was like over 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just wondering because I was wondering like how how much time in between from when you saw it to when she saw it. Like I was wondering like how frequently this thing, whatever it was, I was like imitating your brother. It's, um, it's pretty creepy. Uh, I, I just wonder like how many times it popped in. Was it popping in on like your parents too in the night? Like, yeah, see, I, I didn't ever really talk about this kind of stuff with my parents because, you know, they, they both came from like very religious backgrounds and they believe, you know, that, um, with the afterlife, you either go to heaven or hell. So there aren't, and their beliefs, there aren't like spirits wandering around on this like plane. Yeah. So they, like, when you talk about this stuff, they just kind of discount it. Yeah. They would just be like, you know, that's not possible because, you know, the way that, the the way that things work is that after you pass on you either are you know rewarded and you go to heaven or you're punished and you go to hell now i'm surprised your dad didn't get a, did, did you tell them the story like like the next morning did you mention this to your parents at all i don't think so i did tell my brother about it though and what he say about it you know, he was just like, that's really weird because I, you know, because, you know, he wasn't home. So we don't really know what happened. And, you know, of course, at the time, we didn't really know much about this kind of stuff. So we didn't really know, like, we never heard of like a, like a shapeshifter or anything like that. So we didn't really know how to explain it. Yeah. Um. You know, of course, like, if it was something that only I had seen, then maybe like, you know, it could be like, Maybe I dreamed it or something like that. But it's really weird because my friend also experienced the same thing. Yeah, um, and I don't want to jump ahead. Like, I don't know if this was the next experience you were going to talk about, but I remember you telling me a different story where one of your other friends saw something that looked like you that wasn't you. Yes. Uh, so this happened... Uh, a few years later and um we had we lived in a different house at this point too my parents actually still live in this house but it was kind of like in a rural area um and i remember we were going to brahmin's boat dock which was a a boat dock that we would go to like on weekends sometimes and like we would you know like light fires and like we would drink and stuff like we would have fun on the weekends but we went to my parents house because we had a fireplace in the house so my dad always had like a steady supply of like firewood so we went to my house to grab firewood to take to the boat dock so we could have like a bonfire and I remember we were walking down the driveway to load up my friend Whitley's car with firewood and I was in like the it was like four of us it was Whitley myself Marcus and Ryan and Ryan and Marcus were in the front and me and Whitley were in the back 
but Ryan swore that he saw me walk ahead of them, but I was in the back the whole time. So it wasn't me. And I'm, I'm not sure what that was. I don't know if that's another experience with the shapeshifter or something else. Now, was Ryan the only one that saw this uh, person that looked like you? Yeah, Ron was the only one that mentioned it. So just I'm just trying to understand just a little bit better. So you all were all carrying firewood from the backyard. Were you walking like in a line? It wasn't necessarily a line, but Because I know you're all's parents' backyard, there's a narrow there's a narrow walkway coming from like either the side fence by the carport or through the carport. Like you kinda have to walk in a line. So I'm trying to which I'm trying to figure out like was Ryan like in the back and you were just the person in front of him? Is... That's what he, so the way that we were walking, he was kind of in the front and then Marcus was kind of behind him and then it was Whitley and then it was me in the back. But Ryan thought he saw me like walk past them, but I was in the back the whole time. So Ryan was in the front and he thought he saw you go to the front? Yeah. So everyone should have saw this, but he was the only one that mentioned it? Yeah. That's pretty crazy. So I wonder if like everyone was looking up and he was the only one that saw that. Like I wonder, maybe, you know, they could have been looking down while they're carrying the firewood, making sure they weren't dropping it, you know? Right. Or, you know, some people just look down when they walk naturally. Like I know I do sometimes. And, you know, there are four of us. So like we were like, we were like talking and stuff so we weren't like you know necessarily like focused on the same thing that he was focused on right you were about to go you were planning a big night to hang out with everybody and i remember i had driven by and went down your street when you all were loading that wood because i didn't want to show up at the boat dock before you all got there we were going to meet up that night so I either drove by either right before this happened or after because you all were loading up the trunk with some firewood. So, Because I remember we met up later that night and then you all were talking about this. Yeah, because we were all just like, what? Like, how is that possible? I was in like, you know, I was in the back the whole time and, you know, Ron was the only one that saw this, but he swears that he saw this happen and he saw me walk ahead of everybody. It's it's really weird because you it seems to be like a like a a trend or like a pattern of this imitation spirit or whatever you want to call it shapeshifter or whatever like it's but like I've heard other stories I can't remember the name of that show we were watching where people were they were filming telling like their uh paranormal experiences and there was like that one house with like all the roommates and it was really cheap, but it was an old creepy house. Remember? I, yeah, I remember that. I'm trying to remember the name of that as well. I remember when we watched that, though. Because, yeah, there was that guy who experienced that imitation spirit that looked like one of the girlfriends of the other guy in the house. And like he claimed he had sex with this spirit that looked like her and he thought he had cheated on his friend. and it, like. Like, either during having sex or afterwards, like, she, like, turned into, like, a, like, she looked, like, like, evil or something crazy and, like, Yeah, see, I haven't ever seen, like, like a, like an actual, like, shift or anything, like, occur. It it always, like, or, or, you know, like, like, what, when I've been around other people that have seen things, too, like, it's always, like, we just, like, see it 
and then it's gone. Yeah, it's really subtle, it seems like. Yeah. And, like, you don't have a chance to, like, interact or investigate, really. Like, it happens real quick, and then it's over. And I wonder if, like, if, like, someone thought quick enough if they could like try to like talk to whatever this is if it would respond if it would sound like like you or your brother like i wonder if it would sound like you or if it would just like disappear like i wonder if it's- yeah because we haven't no one's ever tried like no one's ever attempted communication like everybody just like you see it and then you just like you you're kind of perplexed and then it's gone and then you are kind of just left wondering, but you don't really get a chance to uncover any more about it. This is one of those weird things where, like, I don't know for sure if this is, like, you know, when you think of a ghost or a spirit, this is somebody that died. Right. But this is you and your brother that people are seeing, and you're still here. So, like, it could be more of, like, an energy thing, like, I don't know, like, where you got... It It happened both times at your all's house on like you know where you call home where you sleep every night you eat like your family lives there so that place becomes part of you so like it i mean it could have something to do with it but it's weird that it's it's always like your friends that see it too it's not just you all you know and it's also not just one place like because like i mentioned we've moved a few times and it's happened at a few different places that we've lived at so it's not like just one particular setting that it's happening in. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's something in your old family lineage or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that, I mean, you never know. Like, our records only go back so far. And I know some American history gets complicated when you get to like Native American ties and stuff. Like, it gets, I know your dad's really into genealogy. You should ask him sometime, like, if he's ever come across like any like weird strange history with your family yeah i'll have to ask him about it he's like i mentioned though he's i think they're both a little skeptical like skeptical about this kind of stuff but i would i would definitely like to find out more about it though because it is it's it's weird and it's also interesting yeah i know he's skeptical about it but some historical events you know whether you believe in the paranormal or not, you know, like the Salem witch trials, you know, that was, they were claiming these women were witches, you know, that has something to do with the paranormal and, you know, the the strange and unusual and the unknown. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe some of your family ties could come from, like, popular, like, witchcraft areas or something like you never know what's in your history yeah it would be a uh, really interesting to find out more about that yeah we'll have to ask him but i feel like maybe he would have mentioned something like that yeah i don't know well maybe not because it's not really what he's looking for yeah that's true but yeah maybe we can find out more and maybe have a future episode if we uncover some more <laughs> about that yeah yeah maybe turn your dad into a believer <laughs> Yeah so is was uh was there any other experiences that come to mind like strange things that you like kind of makes you scratch your head like yes um so another thing that happened this at this point um i was probably like 
I think like 19 or 20. And I still lived at home with my parents at this point. And um, I was working a job at that point, managing at McDonald's. And I remember this one night, I was the closing manager and our maintenance man had ended up calling out. So I think I had to stay until like two in the morning or something. Like it was really late. And I had to like stay and filter the fry vats, which is kind of a horror story in itself, but not really fair and normal. But yeah, anyone that's worked fast food can relate to that. <laughs> absolutely. But I ended up getting home at about 2 a.m. And as I mentioned previously, my parents live in a pretty rural area and it's like right on the outskirts of town. But across the street from like, so on one side of the street, like where my parents live, like it's houses, like all down the road. And then the other side of the street, like on the side where my parents live anyway, there's like a forest. So I remember this night I got home and it was really late and I pulled up in my driveway and, you know, I always drove listening to music, but you know, I pulled up in my driveway and I'd shut my car off and the radio had shut off. Well, I heard like music, like I, I could hear like just like singing and it was like, I think it was like a female voice, but it didn't sound like human like and, and it obviously wasn't coming from my radio because I had turned off my car at this point. So the radio was off. And I just kept listening because, you know, it was really late and I was tired. So I was just like, am I hearing things like what's going on? And I kept hearing this singing and it, and it like got louder and louder and I opened my car door and I could still hear it. And then I saw something like come out of the woods and like um, it was. It was like an apparition, it was white and it was still singing and it it took off the other way and it was, it was like floating in the air. And I remember like it had, it was standing on like two feet, but it had like antlers. I didn't really get to see like the front of it. Like it was going in the opposite direction. And of course, like I didn't know what that was. I, I still don't really know how to explain it, but I, I took off so quick like inside, like to get in my house because I was just like, I am not sure what this is, but I've never, seen anything like this and i don't know if i want to find out because i'm alone out here and nobody's awake to help me i bet you're real spooked because i remember when we were dating i remember dropping you off at your house sometimes late at night and it would take you a little while to find your keys and get in the door so i'm sure when you were getting off work you know you probably weren't your sharpest and it probably did you get in the door fast were you fumbling for your keys my mom had actually left the door unlocked for me, which probably wasn't very wise, but... Oh, man, what if that thing I know. I locked the door behind me, though, which, I mean, obviously that... I don't know if that would have helped much, but... Yeah, well, so this thing, just to kind of describe it a little better, did it mostly look human and it had antlers, or did it, like, mostly look animalistic? It was really hard for me to tell, because... Like, I saw it, and I, like, took off. But from what I could see, the like, I couldn't really make much out of the body. Like, I could just tell, like, it was upright. Like, it wasn't, like, on fours, like an animal. 
but I could like make out antlers. Like I did see like antlers on the top of it and it was like a white kind of like apparition. Like I could, like it was transparent, but I didn't sit there and like, you know, look at details like, you know, but I just, I took off. So for sure the singing you heard came from this thing you saw. Yes. Cause it grew louder. Like, and then all of a sudden, like it came out of the woods and then like it, and then it was still singing and then it like stopped and it took off like down the street. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I like had a really hard time going to sleep that night, but I did not want to go outside and investigate to find out like what it was. And it, and it had taken off the other way anyway, but I don't know what it was, but, I remember, um, right, like one night Ryan and Whitley and our friend Caitlin were like out, like driving around, like on some country roads and they described like, so Ryan didn't see it this time, but I remember, and I wasn't there because I think I was working probably, but I remember them telling me this story about, and this was also like these roads this wasn't on my street, but my street was somewhat close. Like it was in the like the same like side of the county as these roads. But anyway, they were out driving around and Whitley and Caitlin described seeing some like figure and it it they said it was like floating and so, you know, like I mentioned, I wasn't there, so I didn't get to see it. But I know that whatever they saw, they both cried and they both saw it. And they both, Ryan didn't see it. So he just, they just both burst out. Whitley and Caitlin both just burst out into tears. And Ryan didn't know what was going on. Like he didn't know what they saw. And then they told him that they saw like this figure that was like floating out. And they were like out in the country and it was nighttime. But they don't know what it was either. I don't know if it was like the same thing. I should have probably compared notes to see if maybe how, it was similar. How close proximity was. Do you know what road they were on when they saw this thing? Like compared to your parents' house? Like just like do you know for sure what road they were on when they saw that? That I do not know. Okay. I I do know it was somewhere like in the general area, do you think it was like the close proximity to where you saw this? Or do you think it was like maybe a different opposite side? Because for people that aren't from Paris, Kentucky, there's back roads that pretty much circle the whole town. So you can take back roads all the way around it and never go through the city. So because it's not a very big town. But you think you both experienced this in Bourbon County or do you think they were still in Bourbon County or was it like one of the, you know, adjacent towns? I I would say it was still in Bourbon County. If it wasn't Bourbon County, then it was probably like close to like um, Harrison County, like Cynthiana. Okay. Somewhere yeah. in, like I would say it's somewhere in between those two counties. And your parents home is kind of towards that direction of Cynthia. Yes. Yeah. But so it's closer it's, to like it's you know it's still like it's right on the um city limits of Bourbon County but it's still in Bourbon County. Right. I was just saying it's kind of towards that direction. Right. So it's not out of the question that it could be something similar out there that keeps popping up here and there. Yeah, cuz 
I wasn't there for that, but I do know that it, what they saw was like it was floating, like it wasn't, it didn't have feet, like um, that, like connected it to the ground. It was floating in the air, and they saw it like float. They saw it like move across the street. So like it went across the road in front of them as they were yeah driving. yeah. From what I remember them telling me, man, that would have been spooky to see, like. Well, yeah, they they got really emotional about it. Ryan didn't see it, but Whitley and Caitlin both saw it, and they both like had a, a very emotional reaction to seeing this. I wonder if there were if their emotions were based on how they felt when they saw it, or if they were just scared and it made them that scared and they cried. You know, because sometimes it's a theory that we can feel the sadness and emotion when we encounter spirits that, you know, carry heavy baggage. And it's a theory, you know, people who pass away with heavy baggage and, you know, unfinished business that you can see that, you know, you're more likely to encounter spirits that have unfinished business. So I wonder. And then it, of course, you know, and then some people are just more sensitive to, feeling those kinds of things than other people. Right, yeah, sure. Some people just have, like, more of a capacity for sensing these kind of emotions. Yeah, I I, I 100% believe that because, you know, there can be 10 people in a room and only one person having experience, but that doesn't discredit that experience. If nobody else saw it, you know, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Absolutely. Yeah. They're, you know, someone's experience is someone's experience. You can't tell somebody, you know, what they saw. You can kind of like help them maybe like understand what they saw, but you can't discount what someone says that they saw. Yeah. So when you saw this antlered ghost thing, was it wearing clothes or anything? Did it have any like human? It looked like a cloak, but like, there weren't feet on the bottom of it though. Like it was like, like I could see it was like a cloak or something that was like, you know, kind of like floating behind it as it was like going. Was the cloak away. itself transparent too? Like yeah, like the whole figure was transparent. It was like a whitish, uh, grayish color. Man, that's spooky. Yeah, I was terrified. I can't imagine getting off work at two thirty in the morning. You know, it's dark out there because it's a rural, you know, on the outskirts of the town. So there's not a whole lot of street light. It's dark out there. And you hear singing before you even open up your door. You hear this singing and then it gets louder. You open up your door. You're like, what is that? And then you see that thing. Yeah. And and I I couldn't make out like any words. Like, I'm not even sure it was speaking like a language. Like, I don't know if it was speaking like it definitely was not speaking English. I don't know if it was like a a human language or if it was something completely different. Did it sound like a human voice, though? Or did it sound like animalistic? I wouldn't. I, I don't really know how you would describe like an animalistic. I don't know. Like it. Was it like. You know, was it rough or was it like, did it sound like a woman? Like it was, I would say it was more smooth. It wasn't like, it It sounded like more like feminine. I would say like, it didn't sound like rough or rigid or anything like that. Yeah. But like it, I couldn't make out, like I couldn't decipher like any words or anything like that. But yeah, it was a very strange 
experience. I realize I sound really stupid asking if a voice is animalistic because animals don't talk. I know. But, I mean, like, I, like, I know, you know what, what you mean. I mean. Like, like, did it, was it like a howl or is that what you're getting at? Like, I mean, not necessarily like, you know, think back like to like early evolution of humans, like. Imagine what a caveman would talk. You know, it'd be like barbaric or animalistic, like rough or growly, like but you said it was more smooth and feminine, like Yeah, I wouldn't describe it as being like And it sounded intelligent, like they were speaking something. It wasn't like an animal making noises. No, yeah, like it was it wasn't anything that I can make out, but it wasn't like just animal noises, and, no. And it had like an intelligent musical melody. Yeah, like it sounded like music. It wasn't an animal like just you know like howling or screeching or anything like that and was there any like instrument uh instrumental music like behind it or was it just that thing's acapella voice it was completely um acapellic man well that sounds very creepy yeah there there was no accompanying music which also you know of course like i'd mentioned like my radio was turned off anyway so I'd already like ruled that out, but you know, there, there was, you know, of course, like if I'm listening to something on the radio, there's usually some kind of like, you know, music accompanying the voice, but this wasn't like that. Right. And at that late in the night or early morning, I wouldn't suspect any of your neighbors, even if you live in the, you know, rural area, your neighbors wouldn't be listening to music that loud. Uh, right. And also like that wouldn't just, that wouldn't account for what I saw either. Right. Absolutely. Well, is that, would you say that's probably like your craziest experience? I don't know. I have an, I have another story that is pretty strange too. And this, this has to do with like another animal. Like I, I know I probably sound like crazy. No, you don't sound crazy. There's, you know, animals are living things and people have different theories whether or not they have a soul, whether they have an afterlife. And no one knows about anybody's afterlife, really. Like, that's kind of that's kind of the interesting thing about the paranormal to me is the unexplained and the unknown. So I don't think anything's out of the question. Like, if you see animal stuff, like like spirits and have strange experiences, I think those are just as strange. Even if it's not like spiritualistic animal stuff like if you see like uh you know like a bobcat in an area where they're not native like across the country or like a panther like a lot of people report like big black cat panther sightings in states that have no history of panthers and that's that's considered paranormal and like you know unusual yeah this so this wasn't anything that i actually saw this was um, so this is probably the probably the only experience that I've ever had with sleep paralysis. And I've always heard of people having experiences of sleep paralysis. And generally, when they speak about it, it's usually a pretty like negative experience. Like it's really frightening. But for this, I, I don't know, like the best way I would describe this is sleep paralysis, because it was I woke up in the middle of the night. And so just to give a little backstory, um, I had a cat from when I was a child. Like I, from about the time I was like, uh, I think like six or seven years old. Like I had this cat. Her name was Jasmine, and I had her for fifteen years. Like she was my like childhood cat. So we grew up together. 
And she had passed away probably, I'd say it had been a, a year at this point. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night one time and I couldn't move. And, you know, I didn't really know what was happening. I just knew that I wasn't able to move. And then I felt a presence in my room and something about it just told me it wasn't a presence that I should be afraid of. It just felt like it felt like, like it felt familiar, like it felt like a familiar energy. And like, I could just tell like, it wasn't like, of course, you know, it was kind of weird waking up and not being able to move, but I could just tell it wasn't anything to be afraid of. And I felt this like energy in my room and I could feel it like moving up beside me. I could feel like, it, it, like I could almost like feel it like pulsating or something, but if, like I couldn't move. And when I was growing up, this, my like cat would always like when I was sleeping, she would curl up around my head and she would purr and like, that's where she would sleep at. And I remember like feeling this like energy, like moving up alongside my body and then it ended up like curling up around my head. And like, I just, like, I could feel like, I could feel it. And like, I just knew it was her because like she had always done that. I know that probably sounds really strange, but that was probably one of the craziest things I've ever had happen. And I've read about like pets and um, things visiting in the afterlife. And I've heard about that happening before too. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's weird at all. Like I said, I've heard many, many stories about people experiencing animals in the afterlife. Or not necessarily experiencing animals in the afterlife. That's not what I meant. Like, I don't know what people experience in the afterlife because I haven't gone myself. But what I'm saying is I've heard of paranormal animal encounters. For example, um. You know, I've we've mentioned you've even mentioned our friend Marcus tonight, and I've mentioned him in a previous episode. And there's actually one night Marcus's family had a dog named Smokey, and it passed away. I can't remember how long ago, but they had had it. You know, as far. They had had it as far as I can remember, like from when it was a puppy. I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that they had Smokey for his whole life. And I would say when Smokey passed away, I was probably around 13, maybe 12 or 13. Marcus would have to verify that. But, you know, I was over at Marcus's one night, staying the night, and his dog Smokey would hang out in their garage with his parents sometimes and the way their house was set up you would go through the kitchen and open this door and then you're in their garage and then there's another door that leads to their outside so when they let Smokey out they would let him to that exterior door to go to the backyard and then they would let him in and one night I was over there at Marcus's staying the night and I was thirsty and they had a refrigerator out there in the garage where they would keep like extra sodas or drinks or something. And I went out there and to get a drink, it was probably like one or two in the morning. Me and Marcus were staying up late playing video games, you know, just hanging out. 
And I, when I opened that door to go get a drink, I heard the sound that Smokey would make, like his paws, like, you know, when a dog's claws hit like concrete, like a car, like a hard concrete garage floor. It sounded like a dog, like walking up to greet me when I opened that door. And like, I, you know, it was like you said, it wasn't one of those things that freaks you out. It's kind of comforting because you're like, you know, that, that was that dog's home and that was your cat's home. And, you know, it was your childhood cat that you grew up together. So it's, it's one of those things where, you know, like they're kind of like making the presence known say, Hey, we're okay. You know, I know, know you're hurting that we're not there anymore, but we're okay. So I don't. Yeah. And it it makes you wonder like how, how thin is like the spiritual veil? Like, and like, how like how often are we being visited by like our loved ones and stuff it's really you know it's and it is it's comforting in a sense to think about that even though they've passed on like they're still able to like to connect with us in some ways yeah i think it's extremely comforting and like you recently made a facebook post kind of talking about this yeah um so my grandmother on so my my dad's mom she passed away when i was about I think 11 or 12 years old. So it's, it's been about 15 years now, but it's not, I wouldn't say it's anything like it's not, it doesn't happen in like a specific, like if there's some kind of pattern like connected to this, I haven't been able to like, you know, make that connection. But every once in a while I'll randomly like smell geraniums. And the reason why that's why I'm bringing that up is because that was her favorite flower. And Every so often, like, I just randomly will smell it. And it's not in a particular place. Like, sometimes it'll just be, like, in the store or, like, at home. It doesn't happen, like, very frequently either. It's just, like, every once in a while I'll just be somewhere. And, you know, there's not anything, like, you know, there aren't geraniums around. And there's not anything geranium-scented, like, around. And, like, I just smell it out of nowhere. And then, like, and then, you know, as I realize it, like, it's gone in the same instance. But I wonder if, like, you know, I like to think of it as she's, you know, watching over me. Absolutely. I think that's what that is. And it's a very common concept in the paranormal of smelling familiar smells that associate with certain spirits. Like, you know, it's I've seen time and time again where, you know, there'll be a paranormal investigation team doing an investigation at like an old saloon or like a you know an old like casino and like they'll pick up smells of like cigar smoke or something like that you know that's just associated with the the people you know and I don't think it's uncommon at all and I think it's exactly you know what we've been talking about just you know just a little sign to say hey we're here watching over you you know yeah um there there have also been studies that have shown that smells are very much associated with memory and you can use like a lot of times people will use smells to help people remember so i wonder if that's something that spirits are aware of and they use that um to communicate with us i think a hundred percent it is because i know you're familiar also with the theory of you know encountering evil spirits and it's a sulfuric smell yeah. You know, like it smells like rotten eggs, like sulfur. And, you know, that's that's a notorious sign you're dealing with something evil. But, you know, you can also have it 
on the opposite side of the spectrum, like you said, like geraniums, like flowers or like perfume, something that's more welcoming, you know, and it, you can kind of, you can tell the intent behind just the scent. And I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to rhyme there, but you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's a way of communicating with our sense of smell. Like, I feel like we're spiritual beings and our senses can kind of pick up on the paranormal in different ways. And the, the smells is just another way of communicating. Yeah. I think you're right about that. Well, is there any other stories that you can think of? I have one last thing. I have one last experience I'll tell you about. Um, this isn't, you know, this isn't related to ghosts or anything like that, but this is something that happened to me more recently. And I'm not, so I'm sure you've, we've talked about astral projection before. Yeah. Um, so I think I told you this story. Well, if you haven't, I'm about to hear it. Let's go. Let's hear it. I think because, okay, so this was a few months back. So I, so I actually, I work at Target and, um, one night I remember I was sleeping and I had a dream, or at least I thought I was having a dream and I was working and, you know, like sometimes you sleep and you have dreams about working. Those dreams are nightmares. They're not even dreams. But so the really weird thing about this dream is that, you know, I was working and for some reason I had just like a dime, like a coin, like in my pocket and I never carried like change. So this was really weird. And, you know, in my dream, for some reason, I had this like dime in my pocket and I ended up like dropping it. And the, in this like specific aisle, I remember it was the aisle with like rugs. And then the next morning I actually had to work. Like I had to be there at 6 a.m. And I remember going to work and I was working over in that area that day. And I remember like, you know, I'd kind of forgotten about this dream. Like I didn't really think much about it, but I was walking down this aisle and then I saw a dime on the floor and it was in about the same place that I remember like dropping it in my dream. And in my dream, um, like after I dropped this dime, I remember like I just kind of floated away and then like I woke up shortly after. So, and the really weird thing about that too is I remember like I've read before that sometimes like spirits use like different kinds of objects and like other kinds of things to um, communicate like their presence or that you're being like watched over. Like um, some of the things I've heard of are like feathers or like ladybugs and coins. So in this particular case, like the dime in my pocket. So I thought that was really strange. I don't know. So I'm not sure if this was astral projection or not. If it, I don't know. Like if it was, it makes me really uncomfortable because, you know, for one, astral projection is usually something that's done and like intentionally, like you're, you're like, you know, this is, you're trying to like, Right. That's that's the end goal is to you're project. trying to like project away from your body. Right. And like it's something that usually like is done with an intent. But in this case, like it was a dream. And also like if 
for one, like it's upsetting. Like if I was, if I had the ability to astral project, I don't want to go to work. Right. You wouldn't choose Target. I know one thing. I wish that you had dropped a million dollar check instead of a dime. <laughs> right. And I, yeah. And I wish you could master this art of projection and you could just do that like for a couple of days. But the thing, so I don't, I don't know if this, if it was just a weird coincidence or if it was, if that was me, like, commuting, like, if that was, like, my dream self, like, communicating to my waking self in some way. But I thought that was really weird and worth just bringing up. It is really weird. It's a strange experience. And it's, it's one thing that, that's my goal with this show is to bring up, like, any weird experience. Like, I, I feel like I'm giving a, a different impression with these episodes so far because they've all been like ghost and spirit related but i'm down to talk about like anything weird and i i think that's definitely strange and unusual and it's always it's very weird when you have a dream of something happening and then like and then it manif- it manifested in real life like it that's the weird thing about it you know because it it that's why i find it so strange because it wasn't just something that happened in the dream like it it what happened in my dream, like materialized, right, or at least like seemingly so, and it's w- in the the real world. And it's weird to think, like, what if you called into work that day and somebody else picked that dime up, or like, what if, you know, what if it something different happened? Like, did you pick the dime up when you found it at work? No, because it was tails down. It it wasn't heads up. I don't pick up uh, <laughs> coins unless they're heads up. A little superstitious. <laughs> a little bit. A little stitious. You know that's. And that leads, begs the question, like, what if you pick that up? Like, what if you were supposed to pick that up? Maybe I should have. I don't know. But I, I, I didn't do it because it was, it wasn't heads I up. Mean, maybe, maybe it was a good thing you didn't. Like, maybe that was like an omen. Like, maybe something, somebody was looking out for you. And like, maybe that was the one thing that set it off. Like, like, like imagine this, the like three or four seconds it would take for you to walk over to this dime and pick it up and put it in your pocket. What if that was what separated you from like leaving work a couple of seconds early and getting to a car wreck or something? Yeah. You know, I didn't really think about it like that, but yeah, you know, things like that happen all the time. Like, like just the other night, just the power of timing, like the other night when that happened to me, like I was coming home from Paris and a car wreck happened, literally the car behind me, almost a head-on collision in the intersection. And I just turned away from that intersection. I was like, if I left five seconds later. So it that could have been like a little thing, you know, like somebody trying to look out for you. Like, hey, think about this dime for five seconds. <laughs> Let me distract you. And you never know. Yeah, I just, I remember when I saw it, I immediately got goosebumps because I was like, I that's that's really strange like that like if that's coincidental i don't know like it you know like like was, the name of your podcast some things are hard to explain yeah. like experiences unexplained yeah it's um it's definitely weird and and in the dream you said like you dropped the dime and kind of floated away yeah and then i woke up shortly and then like i woke up did you see if the dime in the dream landed face down? I did not see that, but oh man, that would have been. I know cool. that would have that would have really been a, a way for us to like kind of like 
I mean, I think it's fine and like as it is. You saw a dime fall in Target in the same area in your dream and it was there in real life. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying like that would be like another like factor to be like, okay, like moving away from a coincidence. Like this might Right. Like this is And it's not unheard of for someone to drop some change in a store. Right. And that's you know, and like I don't if, like you mentioned before, like you should always be a little bit skeptical. Like, you know, you should always like take the time to think about things, like think things through and, you know, like what are the possibilities? But at the same time, it's important to keep an open mind so you don't miss out on things that could be happening like right in front of our eyes that we miss. Yeah, I agree. So is that like your final story? Yeah, that's, that's all I can think of to share for right now yeah other than the little bumps in the night that we hear when we're watching tv <laughs> yeah and oh i well so one more it's one more thing i just thought of um so do you remember that one night that we were sleeping and i would say it was probably like 3 a.m or so and we just woke up to a banging sound and those three mirrors that we have on the wall in our bedroom like they had all fallen down do you remember that yeah, I do remember that. That was really strange, and I don't really know how to explain that either. Like, they just, out of nowhere, yeah, we were sleeping. Like, we were sound asleep, and then we both just woke up to the sound of, like, sh- like the, you know, mirrors falling and, yeah, and crashing re- to the ground. It's really weird because we live in, like, a duplex townhome, and the neighbor, like, the wall that we share with the neighbor is on the opposite side of the duplex. So, like... The wall that these mirrors were on wasn't connected to an adjacent neighbor. Like, it was just the outside of the house. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what that was. It, I That's why I'm glad I have this podcast now. Because when I experience things, I can, like, just talk about it, like, the next week or that week of. And while it's fresh, I can talk about it. Because, like, people all the time are like, you remember that one time that that happened? And I was like, no, I forgot about that. Like, just that. Like, the mirror's falling off the wall. Yeah, and, you know, talking about things is, that's how we make discoveries. That's how you you yeah. make connections. Like, okay, wow, this happened to me too, so maybe we're onto something here. Right. Yeah. Well, if that's all you got for us tonight, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I know you've told me these stories before, but I hope the listeners get a little kick out of this. Yeah, anytime. You know, of course, I want to be able to help support you. Well, thank you very much. And thanks, everybody, for listening tonight. I hope you enjoyed these stories from my wife, Amber. And if you've experienced anything similar to the stories that Amber told tonight, I would love to hear from you. Or if you have a unique experience all of your own, I would love to hear those too. So please just visit our website or call our hotline. Again, our website is experiencesunexplained.com and the hotline number is 1-270-290-0900. Thanks for sticking to the end of this episode. I know it was a long one, but I hope the story's paid off. So until next week, Everybody stay safe, take care, and keep your eyes peeled for anything strange or unusual. Good night, everybody.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.